Hello and welcome back to Bionic. This is episode number 54. Bionic is a show dedicated to analysing competing technological and media ecosystems. <laughs> Technologico as well uh, is what I have just learned. And I think that, that is a perfectly apt way to begin this, this week's episode. How are you, Matthew? Oh, I'm... Um... I'm. I feel like uh, lightning has just struck the end of my um, man parts. How are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm Mike Curley. Of course, that's Matt Alexander. Because who else would say something like that? I censored myself. Did you hit my filter? I still don't know if it was that that tuned. Uh, I still think we could do a little bit more to tune your filter. Mm. That's not a euphemism. Oh yeah, it is. How are you? Uh, yeah, no, I'm actually really quite good. So I'm from surrounded in a wall of black triangles, okay. black sparkly triangles, and um, I'm told that it helps with my sound. So my sound might be pretty good this week, even though you told me it's not. Um, so, um, uh, so no one can see me right now. I mean, yeah. it's it's kind of like I built a fort, like I'm a little four-year-old or something. Um, or like an adult person with issues. I and imagine uh, you conducting your business inside of a fort made of pillows. <laughs> Wearing Spider-Man pajamas. Um, <laughs> Please go um, to work like that one day. What? Go to work like that one day. You're the CEO. You can do whatever you want. Well, the thing is, I work in a creative co-working space, right? They would find so, that very creative. You could say you were expressing Well, yourself. so, like, I don't know if I've ever told this story before, but this aptly summarizes the sort of people I work around. Um, I used to work out in the com- common sort of uh, area. With the where, riffraff. <laughs> with the poor people. Um, <laughs> and um, now I just walk around waving my business credit card. Oh, and then they opened me. the Matt Alexander wing. It's green like the color of money. Um, and I, uh, so I, I used to be out there. I haven't. I have a private office now. Not not because of money, as I just joked, but because um, I just need a private space for me and my interns. Well, money is what grants that. I mean, uh, well, how you do you know? If you don't have money, how do you know I'm not providing an invaluable service? You're not, though. Well, do you know that? Yeah. I actually am, in all jokes aside. I was going to make a sex joke, but I don't have to because I actually am providing services for this space, but we're not allowed to talk about that yet. Anyway. You just um, What? Never mind. What? Never mind. Stirring it, stirring the pot, Mike. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I worked out in the sort of main area with uh, everyone, and um, one of my friends here is um, a male model, and he was in the kitchen... Um, and he was baking something. I don't know what. Um, probably what like Splendor and water, and that's his nutritious dinner. Um, and he was wearing an oven glove. Uh, just one. And, well, obviously. Um, what? Obviously. Right. And um, and he was just sort of chatting with people. Had an oven glove on. And um, this woman walked in, and she was like oh, Trey, are you wearing, like, an oven glove as, like, a fashion accessory sort of thing? And he joked and was like, oh, yeah, I totally am. And she was like, oh, I love that so much. And she genuinely thought that, like, the new hip style was wearing one thick oven glove. And that's the sort of place I work where everyone has ironic mustaches and fixies, including me, except I don't have the mustache. You used to have a mustache. No, I didn't. I have a picture of you of one. Oh. How? <laughs> I've been sure. photoshopping pictures of me, Mike. I have yeah, one somewhere that. of you with a moustache. I have seen this photo. I will it does find exist. It. I'm going to find it, and I'm going to put it in the show notes. I don't know how long it's going to take me to do that, but I'm going to do it. Yeah, we used to call it Mr. Sweeps. Oh, it's your... Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a complete <laughs> lie. I just made that up on the spot. I'm in, a, I'm in a weird mode. I think I may have trapped blood in one portion of my body... Um, because what? I'm wearing a tie. Ah, okay. Not that wasn't a no. Nope. Um, and um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just I, I have a tie clip on and stuff, and um, a shirt, and um, I may or may not be wearing trousers. So this is we're, it's just we're going here in my black triangle wall of greatness. So the reason I know that image is because it's your Instagram profile picture. Yeah, it is. So now I need to see if you have that picture on Instagram. I don't. I don't. It's definitely not on Instagram. Right, so you need to send me it now then. 
I don't have it anymore. That's the problem. I was hoping you did have it. Well, I can find a way to get it. Oh, the old days with Mr. Sweeps. That was actually a fake mustache. Um, there's a thing in Dallas that I think I may have inadvertently invented called the uh, mustache pub crawl, um, <laughs> which is as erotic that, and strange as it just, sounds. Do you just think that you've you know, invented everything? Well, yeah, that's, that's how you effectively exist as a narcissist. And as an entrepreneur. <laughs> it's actually I, I don't think I'm a narcissist maybe I am I don't know but one of you the are. things is um, one of the the deep problems with like one of the most there's three inane things with the whole space that I'm in now one of them is people that call themselves serial entrepreneurs and I hope all of them will spontaneously combust and fall down a hill and then die there um, and then the second is people that take credit for every new bit of innovation that happens so like um I'm not going to name names, but this guy, um, he posted an image on Twitter. I follow him. And um, it was a picture of um, these digital uh, price tags for clothes that automatically update with the price. So you're never outdated and they can manage it all centrally. And his only comment was about it. It was like, this is so genius. I love it so much. And then in parentheses, not, not just because I invented the idea 20 years ago. And it's like, you smug Person, mm-hmm. <laughs> not swear word, and <laughs> you smug swear word. You you smug, you smug thing that would get me in trouble. Um, and then the third thing, which I can't remember, is probably just serial entrepreneurs again, because people who call themselves really ought to um be punished in some sort of eternal pit of sadness. You're just sad because you've not made enough to be considered serial yet you're because i haven't serially entrepreneur you are a singular entrepreneur and serially moment. covered everyone in all of my innovative wares you've not even my done innovative that. juices you've not even done that yet well this is my second company what was your first company was that the one that i read the description of that time yeah, we're not going into i deleted that website so you can't even get to it anymore <laughs> i wish i knew what it's, it's called was. in russia they call it the anti-mike hurley barrier the anti-Mike Hurley trolling barrier. That, I will break that barrier down. Have you seen the film Pacific Rim? No, not yet. Well, you need to get it together. But like, with that, this isn't a spoiler. <laughs> but like, one of their plans to stop uh, monsters from like just ruining everything to do with Asia is building a wall. And it doesn't work particularly well, but it serves as a very apt metaphor for you and finding embarrassing things about me on the internet. Isn't that what China did and called it the Great Wall of China? Probably, yes. Except that was for Mongolians. Hmm. And they're still there on the other side of that wall on their horses, uh, banging away with uh, blunt instruments, hoping that one day the wall will come down. Like what happened in Germany. Yeah, but that wasn't an actual wall. That was more of like a hundred meter space uh, where, like, if you happen to be in there, you'd you'd die. Have you ever heard of the Berlin Wall? Yes, but it wasn't actually a wall. There was a wall. Okay. The bits of it were. Okay. I was like, Matthew, do we need to take this away from the show so I can have, give you a history <laughs> lesson? <laughs> no. There no, was no, no war. The war was a barrier in the German people's minds. Oh, no. I mean, it's like the, uh, <laughs> it's like whatever that line is between South Korea and North Korea. Right. But there was a war, though. Right. Well, bits of it. I've seen some of it outside the European Parliament building in Brussels. Why is it in Brussels now? They, because it's a sim, like symbolic, so they've got a piece of the wall outside. What were the, you doing in Brussels? I, when I was a student of politics. Sex tour. Got it. Nope. Student of politics. It's not a code. I studied politics. I have an A-level in politics. Um, do you really? Yeah. I have an A-level in political philosophy. Mine's just politics. It's not, it's not, it's not philosoph- philosophical. Trust you. Yeah, I know. Mine's weird. Mine's the fixie of uh, politics. What is an A-level equivalent in American um, education? Like the first year or two of university. Okay. Well, then I also have the first year or two of university in English and media. We studied very similar things, Michael. What did you study? English, philosophy, and and media politics? Uh, English, philosophy, history, and French. So, unless you consider media close to history or French, it wasn't that close. Well, the French are in the media quite a bit. Oh, okay. And, and media is sometimes written in French, and it's also historic. 
Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Those Hi- were the next like six words I was going to say. Hyperloop. Oh God, I'm really. Um, I. Hmm. What do you think about it? I mean, it's not a thing. It's you know, he's just got some plans, um, which yeah, are built pal, on um, Elon Musk's Mr. Musk science. Like, um, I mean, I, you know, I can come up with some plans. <laughs> This is like if we came out tomorrow <laughs> with plans and we were just like, yeah, I'm going to build um, you know, an extremely quick hand glider to get between London and Brussels. Okay, right. And we had like a diagram. <laughs> the London to Brussels hand gliding machine. <laughs> I'm going to invent um, a tricycle with a bowl in the front for cocaine and you can just go really quickly on it. Okay, and what, what, what happens to the cocaine? Just goes into your you face helps, all of it. and it helps you go faster. It's like a combustion engine wherein <laughs> your nose is the intake. Coke combustion engine. Mm. Mm. Of course, you'll probably die by the time you get there, but like the same risk is there for like a plane or a car or the Hyperloop. Right. Um, the thing that, that got me about the whole Hyperloop thing is um, Musky Musk at the end. Um, he's like at the end of all of this, like he puts out all these plans and he's like, and then he takes this whole attitude about it where he's like, oh, I wish I hadn't talked about the Hyperloop in public. Now everyone wants it. And it's like, well, you yeah, pretentious bastard. Like, what are you talking about? And then on top of that, he said just after that, he might make a prototype. Yeah, I might make a prototype for myself. That's what he said. Um, I'm paraphrasing, but he said that. Um, and it's like... How nonchalant can you get about a multi-billion dollar operation to what he described as a shotgun for humans between cities? <laughs> like, that's literally what it is. Like, When I heard about this, it honestly felt like something you had come up with. <laughs> like, that was... For one, I would have had a better name. Really? Yeah. I feel like Hyperloop is also something you would say. I would have called it like a slippery ovary or something. Yeah, see, that's not that's worse. Like that's a worse name than Hyperloop. Um, I mean, I'm sure that there's some science behind this. I would like to think that Musk is a smart man, but he's it very just, smart. It just seems like such a weird thing to do. It's because he's a super villain. Yeah, that this is very. Su- I mean, all Bond movies have this method of transportation. Elon Musk. Um. Lives in was a volcano. wandering around in 1972 in Austria, uh-huh. and he tripped and fell off some sort of evil uh, catwalk, mm-hmm. and has somehow wound up in 2013. And he's just saying crazy things, and people are going, "Yeah, yes, we should build those." In two years' time, it's going to be like, I have another idea, everyone. I want to hollow out a volcano. <laughs> Inside the volcano, I will, I will fill it with people that you'll never hear from again for no particular reason. They just need to work really hard. I mean, don't pay too much attention to what comes out the top of the volcano. There may yeah, or may and, not be a rocket yeah, ship. And in tandem, he's going to come up with like a school for training women how to cartwheel in provocative clothing around a volcano. Imagine. Because that seems like something that would go into things. So, what if him and. Bezos got together because Bezos is building. They are together. They are together. He's building rockets. I don't want to make a Hitler Goebbels. Is this one of your dreams again? What? Where you dream about CEOs together, <laughs> and and Reed Hastings is providing the entertainment. Hey guys, We're just hanging out in a electric, <laughs> atomic powered jacuzzi. Want to watch some Netflix movies? You want to back Robin some movies? <laughs> is that how he talks? I don't know. In your I don't know how he talks. Does. I think the the disappointing thing about most executives in this country in the tech business is that they all sound terrible. It's like when you first hear Mark Zuckerberg and you think, oh, this guy that's built this like titan of business and everything, you expect him to have a good sort of like nineteen forties man voice. Sort of come out and be like, Yes, I started Facebook. But they all come out and they're like, Yeah, so we're gonna talk about this. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> um, and that's what they all sound like. Um, I thought Steve Jobs sounded like a man, but then I heard him, and he does not, or no. did not. Um, maybe there's a business idea there. Mike? I'm just writing the description of the show. Oh, God. 
um, I forget what we speak about. The, the best description of the show, best description of the show I've ever seen is in a review we had in Canada um, describing us as naked news, but oral, spelled A-U. Yeah. The way that you, you forgot like the it. disclaimer I provided two or three episodes ago. How could anybody forget that? For anyone that needs a refresher, um, the shorthand is whenever I say oral, I'm saying it with an A-U. People should review the show. Yeah, you really should. We really do enjoy them. Um, we've been largely under-reviewed, I'd people, say. People, all, of them been, all of them have been very positive. Yes. Um, well, you have to talk about them or people don't realize. Yeah. I it's mean, <laughs> a lot of people probably don't even realize we're like allowed into iTunes. People probably don't even realize that this show occurs. They just think it's something that pops into their brain. Yeah, it's just like a figment of our imagination. Of everyone's collective yeah. imagination. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's talking about this thing called Bionic. But nobody knows what it is. It's about like erotic literature and tearaway trousers, but like... Because how could such a thing actually exist in the modern know, world? Like, if you think about it, Bionic is a hell of a lot like Elon Musk. I'm thinking about it and I don't really know why. So I would love I would love you to elaborate on that. On that. Well, I just meant that uh, Elon Musk is a supervillain with crazy ideas, and um, you are a super. No villain. one, no one really knows where, like, whether these things will exist or not. But like, people are talking about it. Um, like everyone's suddenly talking about a hyperloop, as if they know about it, a shotgun for humans, um, and it's the same as um, you know me setting up my own country and things like that. I feel feel like you could be a pretty convincing villain. I, I am wearing a tie right now. Like you have the voice for it. Definitely. Like one hundred percent you have a supervillain voice. Um, like it's it's unsettling. I, I don't own nearly enough lasers. Isn't that what your company does? <laughs> well can't really talk about it. <laughs> Defense contract binding. Um, yeah, me and uh, me and Barry Obams keeping that, it very quiet right now. Is that you, you're that tight? Yeah, super tight. It's a very ethnic way to say it, and uh, fitting really because we're best mates. Right. Bazza. That wasn't racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's only racist if you point it out. <laughs> Does that apply to broader society? Sure. Mm. Um, should we talk about like, some other things? I think we should probably allow everybody to sort of regroup. Yeah, get off the little red tricycle of sadness and cocaine uh-huh. and your hand gliders and um, take a moment. I think a knee. the best way... For everybody to to regroup and come back from what we have again forced them to listen to um, is to, to take put themselves in the preservative sex sleeping cocoons. We should probably take a break and talk about a sponsor. Why? How do you do this? I don't. I don't understand you. Um, Let's talk about Squarespace. This episode is, of course, brought to you by the lovely people over at Squarespace who provide you with the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TALLYHO8. Squarespace are constantly updating their platform with fantastic new features, designs, and making it even greater with more great support. They have beautiful designs that you can start your websites with, with tons of style options that allow you to adjust, craft, and create your own space online. Squarespace take care of all of the nasty stuff like hosting, SEO, and all of the tricky things that make it difficult to put in a website online. They also even kit every single one of their websites and designs out with responsive web design, so it's going to look fantastic on any device. Squarespace is really easy to use, but they have 24-7 support if you have any issue. You can Easily connect your Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, Google, and many more accounts, web, and social services with your Squarespace site so you can set up sharing and syncing with a bunch of stuff. Everything is drag and drop. You can drag and drop and add content from your uh, desktop, and you can even rearrange elements of your content within a page just by dragging and dropping. I want you to go to squarespace.com, check out the awesome videos they have there that show you the different ways people are using Squarespace to set up their own websites, and 
sign up for a free trial. No credit card required. Squarespace plans start at $8 a month if you decide to purchase and they include a free domain name if you sign up for a year or more. So, get 10% off and help support Bionic and all of 5x5 by using the offer code TallyHo8. So go check out Squarespace, everything that you need to create an exceptional, beautiful, wonderful website. Thank you to Squarespace for their support of this show. LG... Um, Did you hear about uh, it? Yeah, I was. I I spoke about it on the news yesterday. Korea, man. What were they thinking? <laughs> so it's LG, one of the top five worst ideas I've ever heard in my entire life. Let me set the stage. Set it. Set it. Set it in front of everyone. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a dramatic reenactment of the LG boardroom. Wear a maid's uniform. It's okay. fine. So, Matthew. I have a great idea to sell our LG G2 smartphone. <laughs> Is that your business voice? <laughs> what, a great idea? No, you want me to do my business voice? Okay. Matthew, mm. I have a great idea. Let me sell our smartphone. Is that better? Yeah, I like how your business voice is um, a really cringeworthy American person. Because that's how all business people are. <laughs> that, that guy, that guy, whoever that guy is, is wearing a Bluetooth headset. Yeah. And and I'm holding closing it. Closing deals like nobody's business bring me a coffee um, <laughs> cool he has an assistant called susan he calls the Sus and something hey, else that like if you're a typical human you would you would struggle to fit into society because you'd just be covered in vomit the entire time so matt here's my great idea <laughs> brother <laughs> i'm going into hulk hogan now <laughs> let me tell you something matt Oh, that was Batman. Okay. Ba- yeah. Bat Hogan. Where's the trigger? <laughs> Where is it? Where's the trigger? <laughs> oh my god, what if Hulk Hogan is Batman? There's a strong possibility that's true. Anyway, so... <laughs> Can we actually talk about the event now? Yeah, I'm, I'm, the, the dramatic reenactment has ended. So LG decided that what they would do... <laughs> Is give away 20... How many were they giving away? Loads of them. A bunch. Um, a bunch of G2 smartphones. Um, and the way that they were going to do this was to release balloons. This, they did this in Korea, right? Yeah, where else would this happen? Okay, don't... Except some sort of, like, demilitarized zone. They thought that they would... I mean, I mean, you can kind of see what they're saying. Like, so it looks good, you know, people will be out in the streets be like, hey, LG balloon. No, no, that's not what happened. I, no, no, no. This is what pe- they assumed would happen. This is in the mind of the marketing manager that came up with this. Yeah, and that these balloons would gently, in many hours' time, fall to the ground and cause joy among the people that picked them up. What actually happened was murder. Cold-blooded murder of hopes and dreams. Matthew, would you like to tell the listeners what really happened uh, so, when they released these balloons? LG hosted an event for their new phone, the G2. And it wasn't out in the streets. It was in an indoor space, which was what makes this worse. So they have, you know, much like a Samsung, Apple, Amazon sort of event um, where you announce a phone indoors in an enclosed conference space. Um, they brought people in for drinks and whatever else, and they were trying to promote, promote this um, thing called G in the Cloud, which sounds, it sounds like a subpar mid-90s porn site. Um, and um, basically what they did was to promote it, they had phones suspended from balloons at the top of the conference area, um, and it was meant to sort of symbolize the cloud. Um, and then they sort of surprised everyone and said, to get your free phones, you have to bring the uh, balloons to the ground. So people just started throwing things to burst the balloons and thereby get the phones. And like 20 people were hospitalized um, because they got like injured with phone to face syndrome or whatever. And it's just, um, I mean, what were they thinking? They thought it would be a beautiful thing that people would Instagram. Cascading phones. Everyone catches it. Well, there uh, wasn't phones in the balloons. Well, the phones were hanging from the base of the balloons. I thought that they had tickets inside the balloons that people could redeem. No, no. Like, the phone was hanging from the balloon. That's why they got so hurt. I thought it was because people were getting shot with BB guns. Yeah, no. So that's the bit we forgot. 
Or I forgot. Well, that was the main problem, is 20 people got shot with BB guns as people were trying to shoot down the balloons. No, yeah, no, people turned up with BB guns and all that sort of shit, but no, I thought... That, oh, like, Matthew! Died... What? Thanks for swearing. I didn't swear. You did? Did I? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm. Oh, we almost had a clean slate. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. Are we still recording right now? Yeah. Okay. No, Heard never stop recording. Never stop. Never stop. Never so, come. LG did a stupid thing. Mm. And uh, may they burn in hell. That's what. Who did we say needed to burn in hell recently? The Verge staff, except for two people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe the accurate term um, is not we, but you said that. Well. So. Um, I'm pretty sure you led me into it. Mm. <laughs> As with most things, really. Yeah. I'm not really accountable for anything that happens on this show. It's like leading a small, small uh, mouse into a cage full of eagles. Yeah. Or a lamb to, to the slaughter. That would that'd be, a better, that'd be a better analogy. Mm-hmm. Um... Speaking of events, uh, we now know that the iPhone 5 is going to be announced on September 10th. And uh, so everyone has kicked into overdrive talking about it. And I'm sure you guys are going to talk about it more intelligently on the prompt tomorrow. Yep. Um, which everyone should listen to. It's awesome. They talk about me like every week. So that's a good reason to listen. Um, and Federico is just a very, very special yeah. Italian man. Federico might not be on tomorrow's show. Oh. Apparently it's a holiday in Italy. <laughs> Silvio Berlusconi Day. Yeah. Um, and um, anyway, to the point at hand, um, it looks very likely they're going to announce a 5C, which is going to be a colour phone. Mm-hmm. Not like a colour screen phone, but like a coloured plastic <laughs> rear phone. Um, and uh, they're also going to announce like the 5S. Um and so one of the most interesting things that's come up around this, and I'm not going to steal your thunder by talking about all of this, um, but I, I would like to talk about um, Benedict Evans, who's some sort of analyst that Apple people have a boner for. Um, he's British, actually. So um, yep. he wrote an article today about uh, defending iOS using cheaper iPhones, and it's basically making the argument that, of course, Apple has to do this because, um, you know, at this point, Android is far is growing at a far quicker rate than iOS, and um, the problem is that it, the the common fallacy has been that iOS has far 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 better apps, and there's still some validity validity to that. But for people in sort of an entrepreneurial situation, uh, people like yeah. uh, me, I suppose, the sort of being tasked with having to build apps for this environment, it's becoming increasingly uh, irresponsible for us to completely ignore Android, and it's really becoming more reasonable for us to build for both platforms at the same time. And building cross-platform using various tools from the likes of Amazon and co for notifications and everything is becoming increasingly feasible. Um, And he's saying that in that environment, in a situation in which Android is available and accessible for far less than iOS but the apps are of uh, superior quality, then um, they are potentially in a lot of danger. And I think there's a lot of truth to that, and I think it's very interesting. Um, And I wanted to see what your thoughts were on it. I really like... I mean, I hadn't read this this piece, um, but I like the the thinking that they they not need to... Well, yeah, need to do this if they want to tackle that market... Um, that's really interesting to me. I hadn't really considered that previously. That basically one of the reasons that adoption is so high is because the phones are cheaper. They're cheaper to make, cheaper to sell, so the margins are lower. So they can be given for free with contract from like day one or like I don't know a hundred dollars a contract, which I believe the iPhone cannot be or is not done this way in the United States of America land. You can get it for free. You can get the iPhone 4 for free and the 4S for free. Yeah, no, but a, a, 4S new, for a new phone, like a new phone, you know? Oh, right. right, right so right. Apple would be skewing the product like they did with the iPod. I mean, that, that that's kind of the best way to, to look at it. I'm, I'm not the first person to say this. But, you know, to take the iPod and then the iPod mini and do that, you know? 
Although right. the iPhone is much more successful than the iPod was at this stage. But right. Apple has a, a slice of the market that they need to attract if they want to, to be as profitable as they could be. And this is a way to do that. Yeah. I mean, the, the only thing, the, the thing that makes more sense about it for me is I don't think Apple's necessarily that fussed about um, market share. The only concern would be the quality of the apps being kept high. And um, that's a valid concern that um, Evans brings up. And I think it's done in a very cogent way. And it's non-inflammatory. I think a lot of his analysis has traditionally been very sort of skewed towards Apple's favor. But this is this was quite well done. I will be um, personally quite surprised if if we get an iPhone 5S and an iPhone 5C. Well, so the reason why I think it's going to happen is um, basically what, what Apple's in a situation right now and why this would make sense is from a supply chain perspective, which is you know what the CEO is a specialist in, um, they're forced into manufacturing top-end phones that were top-end for the past two years. And one of the main reasons they were top-end is because of the build quality, you know, the glass and aluminium. In that, and now that they've moved on to a thinner, you know, probably cheaper phone to build, um, it doesn't make any sense for them to be supporting these legacy um, pieces of hardware that they're presumably producing less of. So it costs them more and more to continue making those. And it makes a lot more sense for them to purpose build a phone that's designed to be cheaper using cheaper manu- uh, materials like plastic. Um, one that they can specifically build for, one that they can keep at a very high yield and will prove to make them a lot more money whilst also gaining more traction in um, sort of emerging markets and things like that. So from a supply chain perspective, you know, a cheaper phone makes a lot of sense. Um, but I think they'd be foolish not to introduce um, a 5S as well. I think that, I think invariably that has to happen um, because this new one, they have to incentivize people to buy that at a cheaper price. They have to make it compelling. And then they also have to keep going with a higher sort of tier phone that keeps people like uh, you and I appeased and satisfied. And I think if they got rid of that or if they just didn't touch the, the top-end phone, um, I think there would be a lot of question marks around all of that. Um, I don't know if that's controversial or not. No, uh, I think but I think it's quite interesting. I think, I think it's going to be... You know, it's the first time we've had more than one, like, new iPhone, uh, assuming that everything goes as has been rumored. Um, so it'll be interesting for the broader sort of landscape, and it'll be particularly interesting in light of what sort of Benedict's evidence has brought up today, um, looking at it from a broader perspective, like, um, how this might impact uh, developer upkeep of Android apps and people beginning to pay more and more attention to Android as a platform, as a viable platform. I don't know if that momentum can be stopped by a cheap iPhone. I suspect it cannot. Um, I don't think the momentum will be stopped. I just think it would shift it a little bit, Um, maybe more towards Apple's favor again. Not that they're falling out of favor per se, but, you know, any time they stop being extremely dominant like they originally were, um, and Android is chipping away, chipping away in some aspects. Um, I guess it's up to Apple to try and do what they can to preserve what they've got and, and continue to, to strive. And maybe one way to do that is to have more than one phone um, in active development. Sure. Um, with, with, with good specs. I mean, the way that I would probably have, have thought that this would be is cheaper hardware similar internals to a iPhone 5s type device so better if not you know no, better internals than the iPhone 5 um, and a bigger screen iPhone and the iPhone so the iPhone 6 but I mean I can see why they would do a 5c and a 5s and maybe keep the 5c as the internals of the current 5 and the, and the touch. I um, suspect that's what it will be. I don't so think it's basically an, an iPod Touch with a uh, with a telephone inside of it is basically what they're they're creating here. Right. Um, but that you know, I do I do find that surprise. I would all I'm saying is I I will be surprised if Apple left. You know, all all, all of this time. Mm, I don't know. I I I would just be surprised if we end up with two uh, phones that have 
the same format screen um, in in September. But I expect that's what we will see. But I, I still think that it will surprise me. I, th- I think we're ready for a a larger larger even screen on a, on a, on the more expensive iPhone, and they can also bump up the margins and make yeah. it more expensive for people because they will have a brand new model um, which will still be cheap. Sure. Which, if the leaks and everything are to be believed, is going to look fantastic. Yeah, do you like the look of it? I think it looks brilliant. I, I would be... Like, if Apple brought that out as the next iPhone, I would, I would be perfectly happy with that. I, I think that the iPhone... Uh, so the iPod Touch is um, brilliantly built and definitely holds up better than the iPhone 5 does from a build quality perspective. The iPhone 5 is is like a piece of jewellery, as people have said before, but it gets extremely damaged and the iPod Touch is maybe not built that way. I don't have an aversion to a plastic phone as long as it's built well. And, you know, if you look at the Lumia, I feel that the Lumias have... Potentially yeah, that's, the most... that's a high quality, high impact polycarbonate. That's not yeah. what we're talking about. With no, no, the no, I, no, no. I, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Apple have got the same quality. What I'm saying is, phones don't have to be aluminium and glass for me to love them. Right, right, right. No, I, can, be, I totally agree. I think it, one of the most important things is that um, I think it's much the the iPhone is a very sort of timeless design. Right, you can't really go too far wrong. Um, but the um, but things like I. I continue to look back at like the HTC Windows Phone 8X and things like that that really did something measurably different and were really trying to achieve something more than just have this basic reference industrial design that really was pioneered by the original iPhone. Um, So I think, I don't know, I I think it's good that they're doing this sort of thing and I think it's good that it's pushing it forward. And the interesting thing is, you know, speaking to people uh, like Emily, she's been... um, looking at the uh, leaks, you know, over my shoulder uh, whenever I've been reading my iPad or my laptop or whatever, and I've been saying, you know, there's a new one coming next month. Uh, she's been waiting to upgrade. And they've got, like, these plastic back ones. Um, they'll be cheaper, and they come in, like, pink and stuff. And uh, she hasn't, like I've said, oh, there's going to be a new, like, 5S that you can get for the upgrade price, which will probably like last you for longer if the internals are be- better. But then there's probably going to be this, you know, multicolored, like easier phone that's like running the same operating system. That's like, just like an iPhone five has a great camera and everything, but it has colors. And she will, she didn't even pay attention to the five S option. She just went straight for the, uh, colorful sort of more fun, uh, more whimsical option. And I think that will probably resonate, uh, quite broadly in the marketplace. So, that's, That's definitely going to yeah. be interesting. I think that there will be a lot of people that are not spec-based right. who see a cheaper phone that to them is more appealing because it allows them to buy a color and express their individuality and will will choose that phone. Yeah, um, because the proliferation of iPhones right now is borderline depressing when you go around and the only variation you see is white or black. I think that Apple want people to stop having their identity show through their phones by buying a case and covering the phone and would be yeah, much happier if people showed their individuality and aligned with the color um, and, and then didn't cover them or covered them at least in a clear protective case mm-hmm. but used the color as the way to, you know, to show off their whatever, you know, however they like to associate themselves with, with pink or blue or yellow or green or whatever. I can see you getting a colourful phone. I, I mean, if Apple offers the iPhone 5 in a range of colours, I will get a colour of some description. Because I, Would I, you get that over a 5S? No, that, that's why I said, like, because I, 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 I would want to have the most powerful phone that I can buy. Right, right, okay. But if they released the iPhone 5 in some tasteful colours, like iPod Touch style, I would definitely buy a coloured one. Sure. Because someone who has seen your laptop before, mm-hmm. you seem like the sort of person that would do that. Yeah. And I, let me see. Let me take a look at the iPod colors and I will tell you what color I would maybe buy. So let me go to the, the store here. I, I would buy I, like a. I'd probably get the blue one. I was about to say blue. If they had a, a nicer green, I would. I, I was going to say. I would get a nice green. But they we don't. We know each other far too well, Michael. They have a horrible gold, a strange red, 
a blue and a black. It was a bit like um, on this week's episode of the Menu Bar. Um, they talk at length about Bionic. Yes. Um, which is very nice of them. I'm pretty sure it's um, actually the Bionic fan cast is the show that you're referring to. I've only got halfway through it, but like the first 10 minutes is literally just wall-to-wall like about Bionic. Yeah, they talk about Bionic a lot. And um, they were saying... I don't know where I was going with this. They were saying something about um, the way you and I come together and um, and it gets it gets weird. What was your point, Matthew? I have no idea. I had a point. Yeah. I wish you could see me now. I'm in my triangular walls of greatness. You're and pulling I'm your hair out. Very, I'm looking very pensive down at my desk. I have a new desk. It's very posh. Yeah. It has orange legs. Mm. I like my woman like I like my desk. With orange legs and posh. <laughs> Beige with orange leg, orange legs. Should we talk about our second sponsor? Oh God! We have yes. another. We have another sponsor. How amazing is that? I love sponsors. Shutterstock.com is our second sponsor for today's episode. This is where you'll find over twenty million stock photos, vectors, illustrations, and video clips. Start your search over at Shutterstock.com to find the perfect image for your website, ad, publication, or any other creative project. Shutterstock gives you access to a global image collection, so you can find images from across the world to suit whatever your project is. You can choose between image packs and monthly subscription packages. You can find whatever fits your needs, and you never have to compromise. But if you need just one image... Maybe you want to buy images a la carte, maybe for your blog or for a mock-up that you're working on where you can do that too. Every time you visit Shutterstock, you'll be guaranteed to find something new because they add 10,000 new images every single day. And it's much more affordable than you think with no extra charges for large files. You can download your pictures in any size, any resolution, and you'll pay just once. You can easily curate and share pictures of other people via their lightbox functionality in which you choose your favorite pictures or videos. You add them to a gallery, a lightbox gallery, as you're searching around. And you can also use this on the iPad too. They have an iPad app that allows you to view and add to lightboxes. They even have something called an enhanced license. So if you like an image and you want to use it for something like on print, then they can get you an enhanced license for any of their images. Um, they have a huge library, not just pictures, but vectors, icons, infographic templates, and video clips too. And if you need any help over at Shutterstock, you can get an account rep dedicated to you who can answer any questions, and they have 24-hour support during the week. So guys, sign up for a free browsing account now at Shutterstock.com. You don't need any credit card to do that. And when you find images that you like and you decide to purchase, you will want to use the code BIONIC8. You'll get 30% off any package there, 30% off. You'll also help support the show. So if you like Bionic, go buy some images over at Shutterstock because they're awesome and you think we're awesome. So keep us going. This will be the last show of always. It's always the last show. Until the next one. But this one really will be. If nobody goes to Shutterstock and buys images, the show's over. So what people should do is go to Shutterstock, buy images of trousers, yeah, go to yeah, go to Shutterstock and buy search images. for pictures of tricycles, hang gliders, and trousers. And buy them and, and send can, them to me and Matt. Extra points if you can find all of them in the same stock photo. Create light boxes of what? things that we talk about on this show. Whatever oh, that oh, may be. Yeah, yeah. Buy buy your favorite ones. Use them all over the internet. Or send just them to us. smother yourself in them. Print them out. Get an enhanced license, print them out, and run to a trade show. Thanks, I'm Shutterstock. Going, I'm going to a trade show. Then you should be... Well, I hope that you're using Shutterstock to I buy am. all of your images. I love Shutterstock. You have put in the document, BlackBerry is looking for a buyer. No, 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 no stop. Before we continue, while you were talking about our friends at Shutterstock, I realized, I realized why I brought up the menu bar. And it's because I said... I knew you'd want a color and I knew which types of colors and it's because I know you really well and that's what they've been talking about in the show and they talked about how this show is like tearing away the fabric and time of the universe like a pair of trousers and that was an awesome reference and we love them deeply, deeply and uh, Mike will give all of you a back rub in the near future. That's where I was going with all of it. Now you can talk about the thing you were talking about. Mike? Blackberry is apparently looking for a buyer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really. What does this mean? I have not. 
Why have I not come across this news in my life? So yesterday it came out that um, they've appointed an internal committee to begin exploring different, you know, quote unquote, strategic options. Um, and as I've written into this um, document, it reminds me a lot of, you know, like someone deciding they're going to strap on the boots and decide to become a lady of the night once again at the age of like 85 when things just aren't working correctly and just no one really wants that except really weird people and people in the UAE. Um, but uh, following the announcement that they have this, uh, well, it's not really an announcement, but following the news that they had this committee, their, their stocks are trading 10% higher today. Um, and it's just become clear that BlackBerry 10 was, you know, it was a valiant effort, but no one cares. The company's dying. There's nothing they can really do. I mean, everyone's sort of like talking about replacements in executive teams and things like that, but there's just genuinely no point. Um, unless they can fundamentally disrupt everything they're doing, I don't see the point. And all jokes aside, I think that the only real course of action they do have to survive is rather than focusing on being an American or a Canadian company, they ought to move to the UAE or uh, Western Europe where they do still have a foothold in the marketplace where people are still interested and passionate about their blackberries and just focus on that and use that as a way to make it back into these sort of markets because at this point now they're, they're ostensibly dead and um, it's a shame. It's over, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I, there's just no real way to come back from them. They can sell off, like, if it had been like two, three years ago, they could have sold off um, BBM as an interesting platform it would have been valuable technology because it's encrypted messaging uh, that uses data, which is what, you know, iMessage and WhatsApp, um, you know, like in just an endless list of companies now have. Um, and they've made it cross-platform, doesn't matter anymore. They have BlackBerry 10, but there's no real point in that anymore. It's not like a web OS where there's actually some value to acquire it. Um, there's just really nothing about it that I can see that's valuable anymore aside from their enterprise clout and experience. And potentially they can use that to um, grasp at relevance. And they do have some consumer relevance, as I've said, in Western Europe, specifically England and um, the UAE. And for whatever reason that may be, the smartest thing I can possibly think of is to take advantage of the places where they still are relevant, where people still do care and do something interesting there and fight your way back into the US and Canada um, and, you know, the rest of Europe and wherever it may be. I don't uh, really feel like they have the ability to do it. I just don't have confidence that that company is able to pull that off in their current no, state. No, I mean, they, they would never even think that way anyway. Um, and you could only really do that if you're a small, agile company. And the problem is that they're a company of thousands of people with a huge infrastructure and far too much um, arrogance and other such. You know, they've had way too many achievements to think in such a humble way about themselves. I mean, I think at this point it's pretty much like we had our good run, we did okay, now we're going to die, and uh, that's okay. I mean, there's not even any technology to gut from them anymore. Not that I can think of. They don't do anything remotely interesting. They have interesting hardware manufacturing. Maybe they can spin off that. Yeah, because the 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 stuff that they had, as you say, like um, BBM, is not relevant anymore. No, they 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 do like the BB. The, what was it called? Uh, BlackBerry Ten, whatever the phone was, the X Ten Z Ten Z Ten. Yeah, Z Ten. You said Z. Um, um, that was like a really well-designed piece, well piece of hardware, right? It was well-engineered. Um, it was just let down by an absolutely appalling experience, right? Um, it hinted at stuff that would have been good, but it was just way too late to be relevant. Um, so possibly if they were able to lend their hardware manufacturing capabilities and um, their designers and all these sort of people that have been hinting at doing something good... And they put them to a much better use somewhere. You know, maybe that could be interesting. Um, I wouldn't put it past them to try building an Android phone before they die. But I just, I just, I, there's nothing good to say about it anymore. The only reason people are buying stock today, the only reason it's up, is because if they're acquired, you might be able to make a bit of money here and there. But that's about it. So to wrap up the great debate um, of Xbox so 
I've had a lot of people uh, messaging me because uh, they heard about our show. There's been, um, since we've gone into this sort of like post episode 50 uh, midlife eroticism, um, we've been getting a lot of messages, which are all awesome and lovely. And we've had all these great reviews and everything, but we've had a lot of people that have been listening to older episodes. And um, most recently, Emily was, she decided to start listening to the show again. Um, what an endorsement that is. And uh, she uh, started She's going to hear this, 40... though. Don't forget that. What? You know, just don't forget that. Don't forget what? Never mind. Um, she'll be listening to this. And uh, so be careful, Mike. Um, she started listening at 46. And uh, I was oh, sort of working the other day, and I got um, an iMessage that was just kind of like, Oh my god! I just got to episode like forty-eight, forty-nine, fifty, sort of thing. And forty-eight I've, was the. I've the never really heard you one. so angry before, and yeah. all this sort of stuff. And it was really was bad. Rough. Forty-eight was really rough. That was the one it, it where was the dark times. That was where I came away with a, a solid headache. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty bad. I think that was just that was just after WWDC. So we had just been together in person, and I think we'd probably exhausted all of our nice side. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just so angry, like in retrospect, but in many ways, the dark times, um, I've lifted. gave, gave birth. They, they opened their loins and squeezed forth the greatness that has happened since 50. Yeah. But, um, one of, one of the, the problems that I had during the dark time, um, was around the fact that it seemed that, well, Microsoft said that you would have to have the Kinect attached um, at all times to the Xbox One. My concern with this would be that some, because of that, more games would take uh, use of it as a intricate part, an integral part of the uh, gameplay mechanics for many games that I would want to play if I had this system. And my concern was that in the setup of which I would have my Xbox the Kinect sensor would not work because there would not be enough space behind me for me to stand far enough away because I have a wall behind me, I have my desk, and I have my TV just in front of me, um, just a little over arm's length. So an Xbox would not work with the Kinect there. So my concern would be that if the Kinect became a mandatory required piece of kit, that it would be used more frequently, etc., etc. Well, now Microsoft has confirmed that they have changed the policy on this and the Kinect can be turned off and disconnected. Although, as they said, it's obviously, you know, you will be missing out on functionality, blah, 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 blah. So I am still more warming towards Microsoft and the Xbox One have yet to make my decision as to which console I will be buying in the 2013-14 console wars. Matthew, I played a Wii U over the weekend. Did you? Why? Um, I was at a friend's house, and we were having beers and games and pizzas. Um, a couple of us. All of that sounds really nice, but who would hurt themselves financially in that way to buy a Wii U? I have a friend who works at a video game store for yeah. a living, so... Yeah. One kind of needs to have all of the consoles because mm. it's part of your job, and he is a manager, and he also gets a heavy discount. Oh, well, that that helps. Yes, and he loves Did you it. like it as a machine to play games in a party environment. It is by far and away the best because some of like the so we were playing Mario. And that was great, as always Mario is. But the sort of Nintendo Land games is brilliant. Like, so, you know, you've got the person with the Wii U controller and they're like, they're, they're you know, they're, there's like a chase Mario game where they are Mario and they are looking at their screen and they're running around and they can see things from their perspective. Um, and they can also see a top-down view as well so they can see where the other people are on the screen. And then me and my friend who are like Luigi and Toad or whatever in this instance are running around this environment trying to find and capture Mario is one of the games in the Nintendo Land thing which is like the Wii U Sports. It's like the standard mini game compilation things that are absolutely great fun and they could not be done in an environment without that secondary screen right really fun really really fun game 
But that's like about it for the whole thing, right? There, but there are lots of those sorts of games that come with it, those sort of party-like games. Um, we played Zombie U, and I did not enjoy that at all. Really? Were you, were you scared? Well, no, we were playing the multiplayer version. So the person on the TV, it's like a capture the flag type game, and they have to run around and kill zombies and like hold a position and capture a flag. But the person on the Wii U, all you are literally doing is playing a real-time strategy game where you are deploying units of zombies by tapping them and tapping areas of the map. Oh, Mind-numbingly boring. boring. Yeah. So in the places where it's done well, it is done extremely well as a multiplayer gaming console. And the places where it is not, it is not. And my friend who owns it says he only ever plays it when he has company. Doesn't play that's, any... That's interesting. But he is happy that he has it for the Zelda games. I forgot it was even a thing, honestly. Yeah. Well, I think... Federico what? would be very upset at you. Um, well, Federico's Italian and doesn't get a say. <laughs> what? I have nothing to say to you, really. Just because you... I've listened to the prompt. Mm-hmm. And the one thing to take away from the whole thing is beyond the very intelligent insight and um, the, the humor, which is fantastic, is that you are in sexual love with Federico's accent. Okay. No, no rebuttal? I love his accent, yes. Yeah, well, it's very obvious. But I love everything about you. Mm-hmm. Everything, top to bottom. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Bionic. This has been episode number 55. I am Mike Hurley. You can find me online. I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. I am the host of many shows over on the glorious 5x5 network, of which this show is a part. We are proud to be here. And my co-host, the most wild man on 5x5. Yeah, you can find out a little bit more about me by going to Amazon.com and typing in under the Nile, corn on the cob. And uh, you'll find out everything about me there. Or you can go to 137.net, O-N-E-37.net. And Matthew is also online. He is at Matt Alex and M-A-T-T-A-L-E-X-A-N-D. We will be back next week. We're going to be a little bit later next week because Matthew has some VC things that he needs to take care of. VC? Th- I'm going to be in Vegas like we talked about last week. Vegas City, that's what I said. <laughs> Well played, Michael. Thank you. Um, I forgot that that was why you weren't going to be on the, the show on Tuesday. Maybe I'll just do a show on Tuesday and you won't have nothing to say about it. No, that'd be awful. Not because you're awful. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a terrible show because I'm um, not there. It would be half. It would be. It would be half the recipe that makes this the amazing. What sort of food would we be? Ice cream sundae? An all-you-can-eat buffet. (laughs) We're a subpar Midwestern Americana buffet for aging pensioners. Uh, Mike is the... um, I don't know what you'd be. You'd be something hard, and um, you'd be the backbone of the whole thing. Right. You'd be like the chicken wings. Okay. And I would be some sort of gelatin dish that they use to finish everything off. Um, so it's a nice weird meal. Um, and they only eat it at like four in the afternoon exclusively. It's like an early bird special type. Right. And it's the sort of thing where you're young and you wish you could eat there, but to admit that you want to eat there is tantamount to social suicide. Okay. Uh, but secretly everyone wants to eat there. That's, that's what bionic is. And on that, we'll be back next week. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to review us on iTunes. Yeah, talk about gelatin. Talk about well, naked gelatin. news, but oral. And don't forget to send us uh, pictures. We want the pictures, so send those. And uh, we'll be, be careful back. with them, though. Be careful. Send them to via Snapchat to Michael, um, who is people. Sh- oh, do you know what people should do? They should set up Squarespace pages. Oh my god! And on those Squarespace pages, they should put Shutterstock images. Basically, shrines and fan sites to Bionic. That is what I want to see. It's amazing we don't have anything like that at the moment. If people do these, we will talk about them 
on the show next week. Like, where's the personified corn or banana or trousers? Like, how does it feel emotionally if you're a pair of trousers and your owner just keeps hurling you away? To create these sites, keep them cl- as clean as you should. No, no. No, because, but listen, no, because, because we will talk about them. I get censored on air. No, because we will talk about them as part of the sponsorships. Well, we can talk about some of them, or we can allude to some of them, so yes. they're a little bit filthier. But, like, yeah. you being um, some sort of uh, Nazi, um, censor me once a week. I am the bastion of keeping this show on the air. That is what people want. If they want the show to be continued to be on the air, then they need to leave me in control. If they want the show to be promptly removed from the internet, then they let you have the control. It wouldn't be removed from the internet. Plenty of filthier shows are out there. But it it wouldn't exist anywhere that people would expect to find it. Mm. Mm. I'm wondering where I'd distribute it now. At some triple X domain. Yeah, mattalexanderexperience.xxx. That's got to be available. It probably is. And it's available for like $90 a year. Didn't you tell me that you can get like mikehurley.xxx? I was going to get X. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we... Bu- okay, if someone listening buys bionic.xxx... No, um, if that's available, I want that. Uh, Mike will ride... Um, his hand glider to come see you and we'll give you a back rub. If bionic.xxx is available, we can get bionic.biz. <laughs> it does work. We could. We should have an e-commerce shop. Uh, we can get... Squarespace would let us I, do d- I don't think bionic.xxx is available, unfortunately. We can get bionic.asia <laughs> and bionic.tel... T-E-L. No, we're done. Asia. Um, Bionic.Asia. Yeah, Bionic.Asia. That's only $20 a year. Is it really? Yeah. I will literally go buy it right now. Well, you can get it on Hover. And you can use promo code. Um, I don't Dan think we... Sent I don't, me? Yeah, I think Dan sent me. I don't think that I have one. For the longest time, um, for those who don't know, I don't listen to that many podcasts. Um, but I do listen to some. And I'd always see the show notes for all these sort of shows um, and see the promo code Dan sent me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I never read it as Dan sent me. I always read it as like Dan, Dan sent me and stuff like that or danced me. So you, you thought that people were asking like to be Dan scented. So well, you, do you Dan like a German me? thing. Like, oh yeah, dance at me. Yeah. Mm. Um, we can get mega bionic dot triple X. No, it doesn't. <laughs> If it hadn't had triple X at the end, though, it wouldn't have been quite super good. super bionic. The triple X. Well, we could just use subdomains. Get bionicdog.net. That doesn't make any sense. Bionic direct with a K. Dot triple X. Look up tearawaytrousers.xxx. Tearaway. It's a bit long, isn't it? I'm just looking at see what we could Americanize it. Tear away pants, but in for our European Matthew, listeners, that'd be deeply more Matthew, concerning. Tearawaytrousers.com is available. Tearawaytrousers.me, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I kind of so, like. So, needless to say, the load-bearing tie I'm wearing has immediately come off and all of my clothes just fell to the ground. TearawayTrousers.XXX is also available. Ma- Ma- Matthew, all of the Tearaway Trouser domains are available. Like, all of them. How is that even possible? So, T-E-A-R-A-W-A-Y-T-R-O-U-S-E-R-S. Tearaway Trousers. Yes. They're all available. Hmm. I'd be lying if I wasn't if I didn't tell you that I'm um, deeply aroused right now. I can't believe that. Well, I've got to buy tearawaytrousers.com. Yeah, I mean that's insane. We have to have that. All of these can just redirect to the five by five page. Tearawaytrousers.com. I will own. I feel like that's you know the other ones people can do what they want with them, but you can't yeah. take away my tearaway trousers. <laughs> well, that's the whole point of them, Michael. Yes, you can. <laughs> can't take them away. You can tear them away. Uh, you just have to have a good, ample supply. Like the final scene in Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, that is what my storage space for tearaway trousers looks a lot like. Okay. You can never have too many. 
Literally, because you throw them away. I am just... But preferably onto some sort of stunned little girl. Not little girl. Oh, God. No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was going... No. That's not what I meant. (laughs) That's really not what I meant. Um, The worst part of this show, in that sense, is after we say goodbye. Like um, why? Because this is where the show is is in our minds over. Like this really. This is should... kind of a, this is our after dark. But we just keep that in the show. Yeah. Can we move quickly past what I just said? Oh, God, I'm mortified. Um, are you reading comics at the moment? No. Lots of big stuff happens this week. Okay. Um, Infinity starts. Have we started a new show now? No, but it's just very exciting. And I just want to make sure I said it on air. This is the radioactive podcast of Mike and Matt where we talk about Well, no, because the second half... So I did an interview with uh, Moises. Moises Chuyo! On... um, What a great name. Like, what a beautiful name that is. Oh, my God. Moises Chuyon. Like, it it, rolls from deep behind your tongue out into the world. And a lot like a tongue, if you add two T's into it, uh, it spells moistest. Moist, um, moistest, the moistest of all the Chuyons. Yes. Chewy and moist. And that's that's how I like to think of him, really. Mm. Chewy moist. and moist. Uh, <laughs> like a delicious cookie. I love my sis. I do too. Um, and anyway, so I was on his show, uh, Giant Size, and it was split in two halves, uh, like so many other good things in life. And um, it, the other half just came out, and it's us discussing... Um, me as a relatively new comic book reader and my experiences with uh, the relaunch of Marvel now. And it was a lot of fun. So if you guys want to listen, it's like 5x5.tv slash giant size slash I'm going uh, to put the second half, which is slash 28. In 28, the there you go. Um, so, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> um, we should start a comic podcast. because Yeah, I'd love to. You know. Why not? I was just, uh, before we started, um, they were just broadcasting uh, Back to Work live, and Dan and Merlin both are reading the same comic books that I have literally been reading for the past two weeks, and it made me um, it made me sit up straight, that's for sure. I'm not talking about me and my chair. Mike? Yeah. Hi. I don't really have anything to say to that. I just want you to come back to reading comic book. So do I, man. Get it together. Yeah, I should probably get, should. get your mind right. Why are we still going? This is so boring. I need to record another show in three minutes' time. That's not going to happen, is it? I hope you've worked out exactly how to urinate while you're on air. I bet you have. I bet that's the sort of thing you get used to when you're like a pro. Probably. I can't do it because I have a glass door. Or I could do it, but it would just be quite revealing. Hmm. Are you still there? Are you just like preparing for your next show and we're still recording? Nope. Are we still recording? Yeah. We should probably <laughs> stop though. Yeah, seriously. Okay. I'm going to go put all my clothes back on. Okay. Um, I, I, love, I love you. I love you too, Matt What Alexander. day is it today? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you singing the American? Is that the American National Anthem? No, I started doing the Back to Work song. What's the Back to Work song? Well, I guess is that how we end the show? No. Oh yeah, play it. Okay, so you you say that again. What? Say what again? Say what you just said. I love you, Mike Hurley. I love you too, Matt Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.